أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين In this episode we are going to speak about some traditions about war الحرب And war is a factor of the human being's existence on this plane And people fight for different reasons Sometimes those reasons are justified And sometimes people fight simply for dominance over each other The first subsection in this section speaks about the reasons of war. Imam Ali salam is reported to have said, Difference is the instigator of wars. And of course, if there was no difference between two parties, they wouldn't be driven to fight with each other. Imam Ali salam is also reported to have said, Obstinacy is the instigator of wars. Because of course, if the two sides that have differences with each other can find another way except for war to solve that difference, then there would be no reason to come to blows. However, when both sides are not willing to back down, then there is no alternative except to come to blows. And to clarify that point further, Imam Ali salam in another hadith is reported to have said, Abstain from useless blameworthy obstinacy, for it will begin wars. So it's very clear the type of obstinacy that is blameworthy is that which has the consequence of starting wars. And of course obstinacy, even if it doesn't start a war, is something that is blameworthy. And that is how a lot of arguments start as well, within households, between communities, among siblings, among friends, and so on. So if somebody is to avoid war, if somebody is to avoid arguments which are unnecessary, then they should avoid obstinacy. The next subsection speaks about surprising the enemy. Imam Ali salam is reported to have said, Indeed I have called you to fight those people day and night, both secretly and openly. And I have told you, attack them before they attack you. For by Allah, no sooner are any people attacked in the midst of their abodes than they are disgraced. This extract is from the Nahj al-Balagha, sermon number 27. And the subtitle is slightly misleading. Because the context of what Imam Ali is saying here relates to the aftermath of the Battle of Safin, where because Imam Ali's army stopped fighting, Muawiyah was able to push for arbitration. And after that arbitration, Muawiyah went on a campaign of bloodshed, deputizing Sufyan ibn Awf al-Ghamidi with a force of about 6,000 men. And that force went around causing destruction. And for that reason, Amir al-Mu'mineen ascended the pulpit and admonished his followers, saying to them that he had invited them to fight against this army day and night, and to deal with them before they are unable to deal with the people of Muawiyah, and telling them that if they are to be attacked in their own homes, then this would be a cause of disgrace. The next subsection speaks about that which must be observed before war. The Holy Prophet is reported to have said, Befriend people, give them time. And do not raid them unless you first call them to Islam. For you to call all people of the earth, those who live in houses and those who live in tents to Islam, is dearer to me than for you to bring me their womenfolk and children as captives and to kill their men. So here is a very clear exhortation by the Holy Prophet to pursue the path of peace and to not raid and attack people especially when you can call them to Islam. And of course, if they accept Islam, then there is no way to attack a people that have accepted Islam. Imam Ali is reported to have said at Safin, By Allah, I did not postpone the war even for one day, unless if I hoped a group of people would join me to be guided by me and repose in my light. 
and I love that more than killing them for their choosing to remain in error. So as you can see from this hadith which is narrated from Amir al-Mu'mineen at Siffin, he exhausted all efforts for people to be guided. And for somebody to be guided was more dear to Amir al-Mu'mineen than to fight them for their misguidance. Imam al-Husayn is reported to have said, Know that the evil of war is swift and its taste is bitter. Therefore he who prepares for it and sees to its requirements and does not suffer its wounds before its onset, he is its master. But he who plunges into it before its proper time and before gaining insight into his own effort therein, he is fit not to benefit his people and to ruin himself. So a person that is about to face a time of war has to be wise about the way they conduct themselves. They have to be wise about when they enter into that war. They have to be clear about the consequences of their actions. And they have to have insight into the issues surrounding a war. Because otherwise, if they are not careful and they are not vigilant, then that war will surely end in their defeat. The next subsection speaks about the troops at the forefront of the army. Imam Ali is reported to have said in his advice to Ziyad bin Nadr, Know that the forefront of the people are their eyes and that the eyes of the forefront troops are their vanguards. So when you leave your land and approach your enemy, do not hesitate to send the vanguards to every side, and to some mountain passes, woods, hiding places, and every side, lest your enemy attack and lie in ambush for you. So this is the importance of sending out scouts and having intelligence in a war, because your intelligence is like your eyes. And if you go into a situation of war without that intelligence, then you may be setting yourself up again for destruction. The next subsection is a collection of military instructions. The Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Messengers and hostages must not be killed. And of course this is part of the ethics of war in Islam. And it is something that the modern world only recently caught up to. Imam Ali ﷺ is reported to have said, Put the armoured man forward and keep the unarmoured one behind. Grit your teeth because this will make the swords skip off the skull and dodge on the sides of the spears for it changes the direction of their blades. Close your eyes because it strengthens the spirit and gives peace to the heart. Kill the voices because this will keep off spiritlessness. So this is some very important advice for those that are going to take part in a battle about how to keep their nerves and how to go about fighting. Imam Ali is reported to have said, Do not fight them unless they initiate the fighting, because by the grace of Allah, you are in the right, and to leave them until they begin the fighting will be another proof for your side's right against them. If by the will of Allah, the enemy is defeated, then do not kill the one who runs away, nor strike a helpless person, nor finish off the wounded, nor inflict harm on women. So here is another collection of etiquettes to do with war, of which one of the most important is to not initiate the fighting. This is something that the Imams practiced in any war that they participated in. And of course after that was another group of instructions for when an army is victorious, that they should not then finish off the wounded, kill those who run away, or strike the helpless, or harm the women, who at that time would not have participated in the battle at all. And again, Islam was way ahead of its time with these instructions, which are still flaunted even in today's modern world. Imam Ali is reported to have said, The Prophet ﷺ prohibited poisoning the land of the polytheists. 
And of course, in modern times, this would apply to types of chemical warfare and nuclear warfare. And of course, it is not right to fight in these ways where the land is destroyed because of fighting. Imam Zain al-Abidin is reported to have said, If you take a captive who then cannot walk further, nor have you the carriage for him, then set him free and do not kill him. For you do not know what would be the Imam's ruling about him. So this is an advice for the army not to take judgment into their own hands. And if it comes to letting a captive go free, then that is better than killing him unjustly. Inshallah, in the next episode we will continue talking about war. وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين